everyone, and welcome to the first podcast of the Wild West Show, where we look at anything and everything that is affecting the Western provinces, its people, and the economy. My name is Don Horn, and I am the editor of Process West and IPPT magazines. We thought we'd start off on the right foot by kicking things off with a familiar face in the oil and gas sector with our guest, Marlon Ellerby, the president of Energy Auctions. Welcome to the show, Marlon. How are you? All things considered, not too bad. How about yourself? Yeah, equal, basically the same. Yeah, I, th- I imagine that people are either going stir crazy or they're getting fed up with each other in the self-isolation. So Yeah, you can imagine. <laughs> uh, just yeah. counter blessings, I guess. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, this is just one more thing piled on top of another because, uh, I mean, if all this hadn't happened, we would have talked about the oil and gas sector being hammered by these federal regulations and pipeline protesters for, oh goodness, more than a year now. And, you know, just when we thought things couldn't get worse, COVID-19 comes along and says, hold my beer. Yeah. Um, what, what, what do you see happening out there? Well, it, it all goes back to, I had a discussion once years ago with uh, my neighbor at the lake around a campfire. And she was explaining her wisdom to everybody about how not she wasn't a part of the oil and gas industry. So she was explaining that because we all drove big trucks with big tires and had boats and and uh, spent our money foolishly, that that's how we got into this. Mm-hmm. And that it had nothing to do with, with anything else, basically other than that. And she said the number, well, that's not true. The other thing she did say that really, Finally, I sat up and had to say something to my, to my wife's chagrin. But anyways, she said uh, it was the price, the oil price. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I said to her, I said, you know, there's an imaginary line between U.S. and Canada down in southeastern Saskatchewan. And that formation down there is called the Bakken. And the Bakken on the North Dakota side, you can't get enough guys. They were trying to headhunt guys from Canada to wow. come down there and work. They couldn't get enough help. Mm-hmm. On our side of the border, there was nothing. So that was years ago. That was in 2014 or whatever it was when the bottom started falling out of this thing overnight. And I attribute that whole thing back then to our government yeah, and how they've handled this thing. Yeah, And now you're right. We've been kicked so many times in the last five years. Like we've, I don't know if you know this now, Don, but We've started to sell service companies. We're a service company, oil and gas service company, and we've started to sell service companies because we've had so many opportunities over the years, but I've never had time. Well, we started to, and the stories that I hear from these poor owners, these guys, they're going, we just can't, we can't carry on. And now there's the, this virus thing that's going on. Yeah. Um, the Russians and Saudis are trying to run the U.S. shale out of business everything that's going on now, I mean, like exactly what you just said, it just compiles on each other. And, but in all honesty, I've heard some very positive stories is that there's going to be a lot of people standing. Could you share maybe just one of them with us, please? You bet. I'll tell you two stories. The first, the first story is a bad one, but it'll run into the next one. Uh, The first story is I had a, I had a massive company, a group of companies under an umbrella under one name. Um, that are, they're fairly well balanced. They have a good, you know, balance sheet, et cetera. They came to us. Uh, we had come to them a couple of weeks before they came back to us on a Wednesday or Tuesday afternoon at about three o'clock and said, uh, yep, let's move forward with this thing. We had given them the pitch. Um, they had looked at 
some of the books, you know, through the NDA and, and whatever. And it was about a $30 million purchase. Mm-hmm. And they said, uh, yeah, we're good. We should be good. Now it's three o'clock on a Tuesday, four o'clock or no, two o'clock or whatever it was. The next day he phoned me and he said, unfortunately, we can't do anything. Wow. He said, it's just absolutely, the brakes have been put on. And since then, they've lost, I think, 50% of their business. Really? Yeah. And that was three weeks ago. Yeah. So the next story I have is there's a company that, same idea, they're big, they're big they've acquired different companies over the years. Uh, they've approached us and said they're looking for a certain type of company. So we went out, took us two months, we found the company, we went out, brought them to them, and the owner phoned me, and he said, you know, he said, considering the times and what's going on, we were going to back out, but we feel now is the time to strike. So to me, I mean, he swore to me that he knows of, of peers in his circle that are saying the same thing, that now is the time to maybe maybe grow by acquisition or grow by whatever, you know, however you want to grow. Mm-hmm. But that tells me there's cash. Cash is king. That's right true. Now. Yeah. Uh, right. And if you do have that wherewithal, uh, you're able yeah. to weather the storm, but uh, you know, not yeah. many do. No, it's insane right now. I mean, you, it's so sad. There's lots, I have lots and lots of friends, good people. Like when you usually have a downturn in the oil and gas industry, and we've had so many of them. When you usually have it, it, they last for a couple, you know, three months, six months, whatever, maybe a year, whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, most people are, the they call the fat is being trimmed. So yeah, most yeah. of the people that are getting let go are people that probably shouldn't have a job anyways in this industry. They should be. Stop uh, their cup of tea, yeah. Yes, exactly. So now they're taking out serious players. Like they have to, it's down to whether... It's one guy likened it to me as saying he looks at his family and he has to tell his his daughter that she can't work here anymore and his son that he has to cut his hours. Yeah. Like it's just, you know, it's just awful, mm-hmm, uh, the mm-hmm. carnage that's going on. And regardless what's happening, um, what's going on right now, I, I, I don't know what to say. I just, I have a hard time believing that most of this is true, but then I'm a conspiracy, so... I have different thoughts on different things. And, and of course, I blame the government. What bothers me the most, Don, out of anything and anything at all, my mom's 87 years old. I mm-hmm. asked her, I said, when you were growing up, how much, how much influence, how much in your life, in your face, in your everyday personal life did the government have to do with you? And she just laughed. And she said, well, back then, very little. You look at today. Well, we don't is- do anything. Uh, there is something that's sort of flying under the radar right now on uh, April 1st. I don't know how many people were playing April Fool's jokes on one another, but the uh, the carbon tax went up April 1st. Yeah. Now, yeah. Uh, it, like from my standpoint, um, what I'm looking at is uh, with so many cars off the road, airplanes not flying, industry cut back, I would think our carbon emissions are already fairly lower, much lower than they were. Oh, my goodness. So could... We're- could perhaps the federal government consider maybe at least not raising them? That to me is an absolute, that's just insanity. You tell me that you, that I pay you more money and that'll help the environment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. The guy's a friggin' moron and whoever stands behind him 
is equally as bad. Um, I don't <laughs> well, I, think, honestly, the man's smart enough to figure that out. Well, I, I, I think the past election uh, was uh, very telling for uh, uh, the, the minority liberals in that it, it, was a, it was a wasteland for the Liberal yeah. Party out West. And uh, if you asked uh, our prime minister, he said the message hit home. And, uh, and now they're trying to accommodate the West. Um, oh, come on. They are not. It is the biggest joke in the world out here. They, I, I'm going to tell you a quick story. I have a friend of mine who has a high up person in the, opposition i can't say obviously can't say names and whatever mm -hmm. but in the opposition and not the opposition conservative party the other opposition okay and he said that his leader federal leader has talked personally to uh, skippy there in the east and mm -hmm. he said that they are absolutely scared to death that alberta will separate uh, I, I think for our listeners who are unfamiliar with Skippy, uh, I think you mean uh, sorry, Justin Trudeau. Mr. Trudeau. Mr. Trudeau. <laughs> yes. Yes. Sorry, the Honourable. The, yes. the Right Honourable. <laughs> right but, the right but Honourable. It, it, it does sum up the frustration and the anger that has been building. And uh, it, it's just coming to such a terrible head that you, you either scream or you laugh or you do both, I think, at this yeah. point. Yeah. I find it... Uh, I find anymore you just can't get mad because it it'll ruin you. I mean the it just I, I mean one example of I've been trying to um, look at things positive. So Monday morning, Monday or Tuesday morning, I read. There's different publications that I go through. The morning, you know, you get your your different things sent to you on your email, and they're all oil and gas related. So. And each one of them I saw, holy cow, at that moment in time, that morning, it was either Monday or Tuesday, crude had gone up a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, Trans-Canada had, or the, the pipeline, yeah. uh, Kenny had stepped in and they were going to give some money and whatever. And so that was going ahead. Trump and Putin were talking. There was about five or six little different points that I saw reading all those publications. And I thought, holy crap, that's the first good news I've seen in a while. So yeah. I put them on LinkedIn. As of 20 minutes ago, I looked at it. This is unheard of in my world. Nobody knows me nor cares about me. So I, God, this is just bizarre. I've had close to 80,000 people look at that. Really? That tells you the state of the industry and state of the world. I mean, they're realtors, bankers, insurance salesmen, uh, fitness trainers. They're not just oil and gas. Like the spinoff of this thing is going to be horrendous for this country. Well, for all over the world, but for this country. And I think it's been a bit of an educational curve for everyone across Canada in that oil and gas isn't just what you pump into your tank. It is in every bit of what we use, and it's so oh. crucial to keeping this economy ticking. Oh, my goodness. It's, yeah, it's just, yeah. Yeah, you're right. But more positive thing to say, uh, it's minus 12. <laughs> <laughs> snow on the ground. Snow on the ground. We're freezing our ass off. In it's a Sorry. beautiful Alberta day. <laughs> oh, sure. You can't find it any better out here. That's for sure. That's right. So, yeah. um, uh, uh, we're speaking with uh, Marlon Ellerby with uh, Energy Auctions, uh, and you're on the Wild West show uh, for what may be one of very many podcasts we may have with this gentleman in the future. Um, uh, 
perhaps uh, maybe uh, do you see a light at the end of the tunnel? Um, and I don't just it's mean a train. Higher, yeah, Dawn, a train it's coming a train. head on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, aside from the Casey Jones heading the train directly at us. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and aside from higher crude prices, which will help, uh, do you see yeah. anything helping Alberta and Saskatchewan for that matter as well too? And well, we may as well throw in BC because now they're you know. They're having yep, a taste Northeast. of their own medicine with uh, the yep. natural gas yep. pipeline. Yeah. I think um, we had a big conference call. Of course, everything now is through Zoom and conference calls and whatever, because you gotta. we're trying to distance ourselves to get rid of this stupid virus thing and whatever's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a big meeting this morning with a fairly large service company, and uh, they they talked about gas, you know, actually having a little bit of traction. And if you can believe it, the Greens or whoever they are, the people that are opposed in anti-oil and gas, or anti-oil, they're actually considering that gas as, as green energy, which makes zero sense in my mind. It's all drilled, whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's all fossil fuel. It doesn't matter. Um, but the, the CEO of this company that I was visiting with this morning, he talked about how gas is starting to get some traction. So that's a positive. Uh, The crude lifting, you know, the biggest thing, Don, over all of this is timing, I think. And if we don't um, act immediately, uh, regardless what what, uh, Trump and Putin and Salmon or Solomon or whatever the guy's name is in Saudi, uh, whatever they come up with, all of it's going to help, I would think. If they'd cut back 10 mil a day, we would... uh, We'd definitely do that. Kenny, Premier Kenny, who I absolutely adore, he said today that, or this morning, that it's not off the table that Alberta would curtail as well. Yes, that's and right. So I don't, I mean, I guess we could take it, take, every, take everything to the refinery and half done, but um, it, for how much we've curtailed already, but uh, if everybody would just, everybody would just back off, it would probably uh, change. Now that's not really going to have much to do with the, the COVID thing, the, the virus thing, but um, I'm a, I'm a firm belief that I'm not sure the virus is as big of a deal as what it's being reported to us either, but maybe must be, I guess. I don't know. It's, uh, it's something that's not going to end soon. And I'm not sure if there's right. any one answer, whether it's, a new government coming in to uh, rewrite or remove some existing legislation and yeah. uh, maybe, you know, stamping out the virus and yeah. uh, getting everything back on track. It's, it's not yeah. going to be a next week answer or next month answer. It might not no, even be a next year not. answer. Exactly. But, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a lot of challenge that's facing the, the industry. Um, it, yeah. Yeah. It could actually, it could actually destroy Alberta. It's it. um, I, I know that idea of um, Alberta separation. It was thrown out there, uh, Alberta independence, along with Saskatchewan as well, too, because uh, there is just as much fed up. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't think it'll be a reality. But no. uh, certainly the sentiment is, you know, leaning more every day. To yeah, you know, it, yeah, I'm a federalist at heart. Mm-hmm. I love Canada. And I want to be a part of Canada. I don't want to be a part of the U.S., and I yeah. certainly don't want to be a part of Russia or China or whoever is going to attack us tomorrow, but um, I want to stay in Canada. But the way it's going now, and you talk to some of these guys, not the weirdos, not the guys on the far right that are loopy, 
and mm-hmm. you know let's charge the charge the borders with our shovels and picks you know <laughs> i'm not that type of a person i'm more of a realist and you and i have talked in the past there's got to be you consider quebec's been trying to well if we'd quit paying them they would have separated years ago but you figure <laughs> you figure how many how many years they've been trying to separate and if you talk to a normal person in quebec they go why we don't want to separate yeah yeah right and you and i have talked about this and i don't want you and i have a lot of friends in the in you know alberta that have no desire to leave canada well they took a poll of ordinary ordinary citizens in quebec and they, exactly. uh, when they asked about Energy East Pipeline, they said, you know what? We'd rather have Canadian oil. Exactly. Let it in. Most of them say that, but it's just, it's the government, the yep. provincial government that's yep. saying no. For it's Danny Coderre. Yeah. <laughs> if you can believe that. The yeah. mayor. Whatever. Unbelievable. What a world. Anyways, <laughs> it doesn't matter. I mean, I'm a firm believer that I believe I know who wins this thing in the end. So... I trust that uh, he does have our back and we will get through this thing. I just, I just have a hard time sometimes being polite. When I told my wife this morning that you emailed me, she goes, I'm going to phone him. (laughs) You can't phone him. I said, what are you phoning for? She says, because you're going to go on there and say something stupid. I, I said, I only speak the truth, what I believe to be the truth. And nobody else can argue with that because it must be true. Well, I, I think you've been on your best behavior today, and I do thank you so much. Uh, we, we, we've had Marlon Ellerby of Energy Auctions on. Thank you again, and thank you for not pulling any punches as well as what you've had to say. For those folks out there who might want to be a guest on the Wild West Show podcast, you can send an email to myself, Don Horn, at D-H-O-R-N-E at I-P-P-T dot C-A, Don Horn at I-P-P-T dot C-A, and put in the subject line, Wild West Show. And uh, you can look for highlights of this podcast, an upcoming issue of Process West magazine. So, Marlon, your wife can look over what you said and realize that you were a very good boy today. And I do appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> you and know what? I, I sure appreciate you. It's a lot of fun to talk to you. Thank you so much. Stay safe and stay safe, everyone out there. Bye.